Hey, it's Bill from the Pennsylvania Rock Show, and you are tuned in to episode number 10 of Three Questions and a Song. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's exactly what the title says. I ask two questions, we talk a little bit about a song, and then the guest from the previous episode gets to ask the current guest a question. Um, so with me tonight is Jimmy from the band Dragline. What's up, Jimmy? Nothing, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well. Um a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here in the be- beginning, but I think we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it down, brother. All right, so just like all the other episodes, I'm going to fly through the questions. We'll talk a little bit about the song, and sure. uh, you'll learn a little bit about Jimmy and Dragline. Okay, you ready Ready for the first one, Jimmy? Fire away, Billy. Okay, so I know you, that your band used to use the tagline, Pure Rock Fury. Right. And for your, for your band, I feel like that's a pretty good description. How would you describe your sound to people who haven't heard you yet? Uh, I would have to say, you know, I mean, as of right now, uh, with Dragline, I mean, definitely the, the, there's a big Motorhead influence. Um, ACDC, the Bon Scott era, ACDC stuff. Um, Ramones, Johnny Cash, a little bit of Leonard Skinner. Uh, all that kind of, you know, together and, you know, stir it all up and you get drag line. I mean, me being you're probably a huge Motorhead fan and an early ACDC fan, a lot of the stuff lately has been swinging towards, like, the ACDC kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I definitely hear all of that. Um, as I told you recently, I, I love the rawness of your band. And, um, you know, that's that's the part I love. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. It's raw and it's in your face, and, and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think the rawness is is just that um, you know, uh, Jay Boy, our drummer, is is is, is so into punk rock and stuff like that. So we we we've, we've got that kind of that. There's the rawness right there, just you know, and the attitude. Is, you know what? We, we're going to play what we want to play. We're not going to try to you know do what, what the current fashion is with music or whatever. We're just going to play what Dragon likes to play and. The stuff we've been doing, I mean, I think the people seem to dig it. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, you, you, you putting us on the show here and everything and, and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Dragline is raw and in your face, definitely. All right, so I, I think that you can relate a little, little bit with the beginning of this next question. <laughs> I, I was recently flipping through my social studies teacher's manual. And I found a photo that looked exactly like my college roommate. Like, yeah. To the point that I sent it to him and asked him if he was a time traveler, and he said he didn't think so, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were to find a picture of a time traveling member of Dragline in that book, what historical event would the photo be with and why? Oh, man. Um, so you didn't, you didn't hear this question because I'm a, I'm a former history teacher, did you? I may have. <laughs> I may have. <laughs> it's a good question. I like it. It's good. Um, wow. Uh, events in history. Um, there, there's two things I think about. If you, if you think about Dragline um, itself, one, one, and this is this is, this is kind of strange, but um, I'm sure you're familiar from the the, the Black Plague of, of the middle of the 14th century, where the rats were bringing all this disease into Europe and Asia, and Millions of people were dying, and 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 this thing created chaos. Uh, I, I kind of look at at dragline as you know we're not killing anybody, but we're bringing we're trying to spread the disease of our sound, bring it to as many people as we can, and just getting out there. I mean, we 
we play more away from Pittsburgh than we do in Pittsburgh. And and and, and Jay and I always say after a show, hey, here we are, we're spreading the, the uh, spreading the disease to everybody, and letting them know that it's drag line. And the the other and, and, I, and I hope you don't mind, but here on another event because World War II is a big big uh, thing with me when I taught history. Um, the relentlessness of those soldiers that hit Omaha Beach in Normandy, that just to keep pushing, pushing, you know, and the odds may be against you, and, and they just kept pushing and pushing until they finally secured that beach, which was the longest beach to secure of all the beaches on that Normandy invasion. Um, I, I think that's, that's what, what drag on is. I mean, we're, we're, we're relentless. We're going to keep going, you know, even though we're not trying, we're, we're, we haven't really broken into the city yet, as far as the Pittsburgh scene goes, but when we're out of town, I mean, people dig it. I mean, you know, uh, they're buying our merch. I mean, we, we make more money on merch than we do when we walk out of the club, whatever the club owner gives us. Um, so we're, we're, we're out there being relentless, spreading the disease. If you want to, if you want to put those two history events together. That, that, that was an awesome answer. I, I didn't know where, where that was going to go. I kind of combined another question I had with, with that event. <laughs> All right. So what what I need from you next is we're going to be playing the song "She Put the Devil in Me." What can you right. tell me about that song? Um, that song, um, I, I, it, the music I came up with first, and it, and, and it was because I was listening to a lot of old ACDC, Highway to Hell, Orange, Jailbreak '74, and I, I you know. Uh, Malcolm Young, the most underrated rhythm guitar player ever. I mean, his sound is so badass. And just the way he comes through a Marshall, I, I, I have this pedal on my board. It's called Sugar Drive by MXR. And I combine that with uh, a cleaner sound of the, of the Marshall head, put that pedal in, it gives me kind of that ACDC kind of vibe. So I came up with this chord progression and, and, and came up with, it, with you know, had, had the music down. I what do uh, what words am I gonna put to this? And I thought about, you know, um, temptation. People, you know, seeing somebody that they they like and they're already involved with somebody, but that temptation really eats at them. It's all it's to the point where it takes over and it becomes like a poison that pretty soon if they don't cure the temptation, they're gonna they're gonna succumb to it and end up Basically cheating with that person, you know. Um, so my, my thing was that was you know she put the devil in me is about those people. It, it could be you know guys or whatever, but it, it, it was that thing that this per, this guy sees this girl and already he's involved with somebody else, but he sees this girl that is is something that he wants, he lusts after, and he is going to do what he can to try to get her, and pretty soon she has to bring the devil in him, which is the devil taking over and making him cheat or, you know, go after her, and it becomes that thing that, you know, hey, she put the devil in me, he's done. He's now he's now hooked up with her. Cool. Or not cool, depending on which side of it you're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just you know, and, and the words came pretty easily through the, through the song. I mean, the music was more difficult than the words. Hey, right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to listen to She Put the Devil in Me, and then we're going to come back and 
hear Jimmy's answer to Doug's question from last week and hear the question that Doug has for next week's guest, Micah from the band The Crowning.
Hey, we're back. You just heard She Put the Devil With Me by Dragline. And uh, Doug has a question for Jimmy, and we're going to let him go ahead and answer that. My question for Jimmy is, what is it that you like and dislike about the Pittsburgh music scene, and what are the advantages and disadvantages of being a part of the Pittsburgh music scene as opposed to perhaps maybe being in a, a more musical city like Nashville or LA or New York. And uh, what, what is it that, you know, he, uh, he finds special about our scene as opposed to any other music scene out there? Okay. Well, um, I'd have to say the, the lights and Doug, good question. I mean, a really well thought out question. I have to say the lights, um, there is a, there, there's a scene that's very, I mean, it's not a huge, huge scene like, like in LA or Nashville or Boston or anything like that, but there is a scene and, and there are, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of original bands out there trying to make it. Now, to me, the dislikes, um, I, I, I can't really comment too much on that because I, I personally, I don't think Dragonlight has made it into this first scene yet. We have only played in Pittsburgh since we came back after a five-year hiatus. We've only played in Pittsburgh like three times. And like I mentioned before, we play more out of town. We're in West Virginia. We're in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, Altoona. I mean, the month of June, we're out of town except for one show at the Subalpine Club in Turtle Creek. But every other show is, we're out of town. So I, I, I can't say I can... Any, it's making a really big comment about the dislikes other than we haven't broken in so I can't say that there's a uh, I have a dislike because we're not in the scene yet um, but the, the, the only thing that I, I will comment on is we don't like the pay to play um, thing you have to do where you're given so many tickets and you, you sell a ticket to your, to your, your friends or whatever for 17 bucks, 20 bucks, and the fan only makes like two bucks. Um, we, we did that years and years ago, and uh, when we got back together, we, we all, three of us all agreed, Mike, Jerry, and myself, that we would not do pay to play. And that may hurt us, and so be it, but we're going out of town, and no one's asking us to pay to play there. We're getting paid, we're making some money. We're not making huge amounts of money, but we're making some cash. We're coming home with money in our pockets. Um, the advantages, um, I think once you break into the scene and, and, and you're good, people will start to come to your shows. I mean, look at that. I mean, the Chiefs have been around forever. They're still going strong. I mean, Podman's boys, he's got a, he's got a killer band right now. They're, they're, they're getting a lot of, uh, shows. Um, bands like Stone Cold Killer, uh, Royal Honey, which is an up and coming band. I see they're getting a lot of shows. So these guys have broken into the scene. And and that's great for that. You know, I'm I'm waiting for a drag line to break into this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and if it doesn't happen, I, I'm I'm not going to be pissed off about it. You know, hey, we're playing. And, you know, people when we go out, I mean, we got to stay. We got a West Virginia man. Those people dig the hell out of us, man. They buy the shit out of our merch. I mean, we we come home with with some nice money in our pockets. Um, the disadvantage would probably be. It, it could take forever to break into the city, you know. <laughs> it, 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 it might, you know, you know I, I may be dead before God's not even get shot to get in the city. <laughs> um, the, the, the one thing I thought about, you know, when, when, when you, when you 
said that about the, the, the Doug's question was, um, the only, the, the one disadvantage, there was, there was a club, I, I don't know if you remember this club years and years ago, it's not around anymore, Bill, um, the 31st Street Pub. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when Jay and I had the Midnight Problems, and, and Joel had this thing on, on a Thursday night, he would try out new bands. You'd get down there, you'd get like a 35, 40 minute set, and, he let you play. There was no pay to play. It was nothing. You came in and you, you didn't walk out with any money in your pocket. He told you that from the get-go. He goes, here's your shot. If I dig you, I'll bring you back. Fortunately for the Plow Boys, he did. And we played the pub, and we definitely broke into the scene in Pittsburgh. And we ended up playing a lot of shows with the legendary Hufflebucks. We were playing Excuses a lot. Um, it, you know, a club like the 31st Street where you got a, you got a guy who's going to give New band chance and, you know, make it or break it, kid, here, here's your shot. It, it, it's way better than, than, you know, the pay to play kind of thing, which, you know, we're out here in Leesburg. I mean, how many of our people are going to drive all the way down and they say, well, you guys are playing all the way down in the city, you know, so it would be, we fight tooth and nail with, with, with people that, that, that like us to come down there. Now we'll do a show at the Hyde Park Tavern and we'll pack the place. We did it right before Christmas. We had Red Sun, we had us, and we had the Chiefs, and that place was packed. Oh, I know. I I, I was there for a little bit, and I couldn't get yeah. past doors. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's not a big place, but you know what? All three bands brought the heat, man. And I tell you what, people dug it, and that's why we're doing another show in in uh, in July at the Tavern because one, the Tavern made a lot of money at the bar, and and the people. Loved the music, and we brought original music. It wasn't a bunch of cover bands; it was all original music. And I think that uh, I, I think part of the problem too is, you know, we need more original music, more more bands out there doing their own things, as opposed to playing somebody else's music. Not that I'm knocking cover bands. You know, I got friends who play cover bands. I get it. Some of those guys, my, that's their that's how they provide for their families. God bless them. But um, me, I'm too lazy to sit in front of a uh, record player and try to figure out somebody's song. <laughs> so, real quick, and, and this is kind of off off the uh, script a little bit, but yeah. I, I tell this story all the time. And since you're on here now, um, I once subbed in your classroom, and I think you probably remember this story. And yeah. I turned your cardboard Elvis around, and your kids yelled at me. <laughs> How dare you touch the cardboard Elvis? Yeah. I, and, he, and he was wearing the gold lace suit. So, did, did they tell you about it the next day, or did you hear about it? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember. My, my, my kids were, were you know, that sub turned your Elvis around. Just as you know. I'm like, ah, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, here's the reason why. When I was growing up, my brother and I shared a, a bedroom, and um, he had a cardboard Jeff Bodine that was in the room all the time. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night and think somebody was staring at me. <laughs> so ever since, the cardboard cutouts have freaked me out. And I walked out into your room and there was one there. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what question do you have for Micah, Jimmy? Okay. Um, Micah. How you doing, brother? I know you're way out there in the eastern part of the state. Uh, Micah, do you think cover bands and or tribute bands are a positive or negative influence on a town or city's 
music scene. Oh, that's a good one. I, I, I can't wait to hear his answer. And, and because he's out in Stroudsburg. Right. You know, it, it could be an answer that it wouldn't be what we would hear here. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, like I said, you know, I could have, I could have done a dissertation on cover bands and tribute bands, but I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hurt anybody, you know, butt hurt anybody. Hey, Jimmy. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, man. Thank you so much, Billy. I, I appreciate what you do for the local scene, man. You're, 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 a, you're a big fan of original music, and and and, and, and I'll speak for myself and for the boys in Drag Life. Thank you so much. Rock on, brother. We love you.